Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It is March 20th, 2023. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Oh, mine was terrible. It was really weak. Well, you guys pop the bottle, but we'll start. We'll start with a little cocktail. Doing a new thing now. Every every Atlanta United win will be a cocktail featuring the tears of our fallen. So I did a little last word tonight. I did a last word. A little uh, green chartreuse gin, some Luxardo uh, cherry liqueur, and lime juice. So, R.I.P. Portland. I'm just. (laughs) Drinking some uh, smoke wagon. Nice. The bourbon tonight Skin will be Sazerac. So nice. Skin that smoke wagon, Dan. Uh, it is, uh, like I said, it's March 20th. It's a beautiful uh, Monday evening in Atlanta, especially following Saturday's festivities. I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. Over there, if you're watching on the stream in the top right, your top right. And then Dan James uh, down below. How are you guys? And undefeated. I One still, of two. Mm, oh, this makes me so mad when Ke- Kevin's gloating. Well, 
Kevin's gloating, but rooting against our team to win. Even if it was one match, it's <laughs> it still sticks in my craw a little bit. Just the tiniest bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have Bradley D. I, so Kevin's typing in, in the chat with his burner account while he's, uh, while he's recording and drinking. You're really good with uh, one-handed typing. We have Nathan Explosion, Michelle, Brittany S., Richard Gordon, Kendrick Brock. Kendrick saying Kevin do a drink for each goal during the show. All right. You're just gonna are you gonna chug that drink, Kevin? No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so is that like a Portland? Is that like a Portland cocktail? No, it's just it's just a green cocktail. Like I said, I'm gonna do a. It will either be a cocktail from the city or a color in the theme of the opponent that that we beat. So, gotcha. Tim, what's the over and under he carries this on? How many games do you think he carries this on for? So hold on, I'll set the over under at seven and a half games. Wow, wow! I was thinking like two or three. <laughs> you, really, I'm just wondering why you both think that. Whether you doubt my dedication or you think Atlanta United's only going to get that many wins. No, I doubt your dedication. No, come. Oh no, I was <laughs> I was thinking about it from even without wins. I was thinking you would do it, but um, no, just wins, just wins. Because it's only the T. Just win, baby. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no, I hope so you what could the, be wrong, Kev. What would the Toronto one have been? Uh, something with Campari or Grenadine or something in it. Or like a Labatt Blue. Something, something like red. that. Yeah. yeah. Something mm. shit. Or something Canadian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crown. Something Crown with like Charlotte. maple syrup. Something with maple syrup in it. Like a maple old fashioned or something like that. And the Charlotte one would have been some sort of pimento cheese Manhattan or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or no, For no, sure. no. Manhattan. Or it'd be like, uh, I guess you'd have to do blue carousel, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Blue See, carousel with here, man. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of pimento cheese. Orla- Orlando will be some, um, the creme de violette or whatever. The purple no. liqueur. Yeah, it, it will be Mad Dog 2020, and if it is anything else, <laughs> I will be highly it'll disappointed. Be gra- in it'll you. be a grape for loco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! Oh, oh do they boy. still make four loco? I thought they uh, banned it. Nope. They oh, just they nerfed do a high gravity white claw now. <laughs> yeah, awesome. the um, four locos got neutered like way back in the day. They kept them on the market, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the difference, but I, from what I'm told, they were quite different. The black market. I've got like a wine cellar full of Four Loco. <laughs> stock just keeps. Everybody bought into crypto. I was buying into Four Loco. <laughs> <laughs> the FTX, the Four Loco exchange is still at an all time. The, the FLX is at an all time high. <laughs> it's fitting because that is quite the flex having a seller of. Of four loco, hey guys uh, in the trap. How are you feeling on this uh, Monday evening following Saturday's uh, absolute drubbing of Western Conference? I wouldn't call them rivals, even though it was a rematch at home of the 2018 MLS Cup. But yeah, 
How are you guys feeling? I feel better. I feel better after the broadcast leveled out to Brittany S's point. I think everybody was getting ready to rage riot with the Apple TV stream for the first, I think it was like the first 10 minutes of playtime where I just assumed my TV was messing up because it kept blipping in and out. And then the, uh, the first Portland goal that got overturned, they went to VAR and I had no idea what was going on, why they overturned it. Like had no idea. Cause it just, it was so bad and cutting in and out. I don't know if it was because they had seven games streaming simultaneously or some intern was in there wiggling the cord or what, but it was, yeah, it was unbearable for a while, but uh, no, it feels good. They must've sorted something out on the replay. Cause I watched, I watched the replay and it, it, it was a bit, a bit blippy, but yeah, to be fair, I was like, seven drinks in because we'd got back from a date night you're, you're blacking out <laughs> on fine, your own fine to me. um but yeah still better than bally sports all i'm gonna yeah. say yeah oh god yeah yeah it would, it would take a lot to have me want to go back to that model that level of broadcast that whatever yeah. anything um kevin egan on the broadcast right mm-hmm. <sighs> which is great i hope we get as many matches with him as possible this season for obvious reasons, uh, yeah. I do miss him being our, our full-time broadcaster. That is one thing about the Bowie Sports days that I do miss, is that consistent broadcast crew with him and, and Moa Dew and yeah, Julian Sakovitz. Moa I think he's gone to a another team, or do they share him around now? They share um, him. Yeah, no, it's okay. like uh, Apple TV just rotates their broadcasters. Yeah, I, I miss Moa He was He was my favorite. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Also, I really like the crew in um was watching the MLS recap. You say you show, like the crew? Of the week of the crew? You're you're saying how much you like the crew? I'm talking Tim about Rowe? rowing. I'm talking about rowing, Kevin. <laughs> um, but no, the crew on the MLS recap show that they do. I think they do a good job oh, yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, five one. Five one. Who had that on the bingo Just, card? I think what did I say last week? Three one, Dan. I think you said four something. Four no, nil, I, I said two nil. I did, to my credit, I did say it could be a heavy goal tally. Okay, you well, know, okay, what? Sam somebody, Jones. That sound. I was going to okay, say that Sam Jones. Like somebody writing articles and saying it's they're going to struggle, but to be fair, they could also win. You know, that's, I, no, that's the. Per- that, Go back and That's listen the to the podcast. I certainly did not say we were going to struggle. I said well, we were going to struggle. You said we were going to struggle. I said it's like a certain someone in the media. Uh, but you were comparing saying, me. What's that? You were comparing me to him, and that's not. That's because you did. Right. You said. You said one thing, but then you said, "But to be fair, I said this completely contradictory thing." So I was, I was but right. It wasn't even if contradictory. Was it was in, a two-nil win. <laughs> In Dan's defense, he he thought we were going to win both both scenarios. Yeah. He wasn't pulling for a draw. Oh, okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No, unlike <laughs> some people on this podcast who yeah, pull for draws. Exactly. You know what Look that reminds up. me of? You know what that reminds me of is the person who watches a movie trailer is like, this is either going to be good or it's going to be bad. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, so. That's probably me. Okay, you've, you've got like two of three scenarios covered i don't think vegas uh, let's you bet on red and black on roulette and then you're gonna get the double zero like how often is that dude happen, right? you talk about vegas when i was at that conference last week um 
uh, co-worker went to after like one evening at the end of everything, they went out to the casino on the outskirts of Phoenix and sat down at the poker table firsthand, got dealt straight flush, ended up winning 20 grand on the first hand they got dealt and just cashed they out away. With the, cashed out with 16 in cash and just left. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for them. Good yeah. for them, man. That's uh Yeah. That's not an easy thing Unbelievable. I, don't, I don't think to do. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh. Um I don't know that I've ever seen a player score a perfect 10 on who scored. I don't think I've ever seen a player have a 10 on there. Tiago Almada has a 10. I have never seen that either. Yeah. Tiago Almada had a 10 from Saturday. That and that's with I say only, but in only an 87% pass percentage. So like he was that good that even even having some errant passes. Yeah. But still, so many of them still. were just unbelievably good. I mean, the he yeah. him switching the field on a dime multiple times throughout the night was a sight to see, much less every other key pass that he managed to find. Like, I'd love to see his heat map because I don't think there's a bit of red on it. Like, unless it's the whole field is red, because he was everywhere, man. He, Hold on, yeah, I he, will. I will pull it up. He was a one. I mean, it was in. It was. It was the best performance I've seen mm-hmm. out of a Atlanta United player. He. I mean, he really is. Yeah, really is incredible. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we say that generally, you know, with with an element of hyperbole uh, about a lot of players. But like I say, I knew there would be no red Lord. on that. It's just everywhere, man. He's everywhere. Um, yeah, you know, Dan, we have, we've talked a lot about Almada in general and, and how great he is and and what a skill he has on the ball, but more and more seeing these kinds of performances, like, I feel like with the amount of people that we've had come through this roster over the past four years, let's say three years, you know, players that have some level of talent or capabilities that's like, yeah, you can see where they could be good, whether that's the likes of Moreno or, um, you know, Heinemann or Barco or, you know, any number of the people that have come through here. I've had like, personally, I've had this weird sense of like hesitancy to acknowledge how good Almada is over recent months let's say like at the end of last season and going into start this season, it's like yeah he's good i mean i say it in tongue and like in jest but honestly like whenever we were doing the transfer numbers that we were all predicting about like is it 40 million or whatever it's like i took the low a lot because of that of like having this hesitancy to like acknowledge a player being a standout because it's not just one performance here or there, but it's a matter of like a consistent basis of turning out top tier level performances. And four weeks into the season, man, he's given you that week in and week out with different people in the lineup and different people on the roster with different rotations. And it's, it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, He's been fan. He's fantastic. And I'm just, enjoying the time that he's here because it's it's so fun to watch 
He's like, yeah. you know, when Mar- Almiron would get on the ball and he would just go, you would get yeah. this like yeah. feeling in your stomach, like, yeah, fucking go, Almiron. Um, uh, but he's just so crisp on the ball, so clean, so just glides around opposing players. He's he's fantastic, man. I'm, I'm uh, I I love seeing it. I love it. There is just a gulf of talent between him and the next best player in MLS. And I, and I, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's hyperbole. Which sucks I, because I he's it, it sucks to say that because the next best player right now, at least leading the golden boot race, as far as I know, is Caleb Wiley. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, or is Joel Klaus uh, leading the golden boot race with Tiago Almada? No, he's no, he's no. third. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's third. Um, or he has three. I mean, yeah. So Tiago Almada's got four. Caleb Wiley's got three. Jesus Ferreira's got three, and Joel Klaus has got three, along with yeah, the diabetic himself, Jordan Morris, with three. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Elliot Beaven posts the uh, question: Who is better, Almada or MLS version of Almiron? Completely different types of players, I think, but I think I would take Almada in this current form um, in terms of making the team that much better. The way that he's facilitating is absolutely insane. The way that he trusts every single player that is playing around him does nothing but breed confidence, especially among the players like Caleb Wiley. Yes, yes. He just makes everybody better. And, and the one thing that he has that Almiron has is he has an infectious positivity. Like it is absolutely he is it is crazy like how happy he's getting whenever he or anybody else on the team he's to be the first one to congratulate somebody else who does something well. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's it's just great to see the entire lineup top to bottom be getting that sort of distribution and elevated level of play across the board because they're all playing off of each other so well. And it starts and ends with Almada, really. You know, to your point, Tim, it's like you've got Caleb coming in and playing lights out, getting into space. We talked about it like week two of like, he's getting into these spaces. He's just not getting that final touch. And seeing the active coaching on the field from a playmaker like Almada to get him in a space to be to be able to capitalize on where he's positioned himself on the field without having to be like to take the hero shot or the hero pass like it's going to build that confidence in himself that it's just going to pay dividends i mean you saw that with his cross into yakamaki's for his his goal really i mean caleb crosses that in off of a switch from almada on the opposite side it's just it's awesome, man. Top to bottom, team play. It's not just one individual standing out. However, that individual is still standing out. It's like, is, is this the first game in MLA or in Atlanta United history where you've got a goal scored by all three of your DPs in the same game? Oh, that's a tough right. question. I'd have to. Man, I don't even know how to look that up. <laughs> I'd have I don't to phone either. up I'm, to I'm just thinking, football. It, 
It definitely never happened. It hasn't happened in the past three or four years. Like if yeah. it happened, it would have been in the first two years whenever it was Miggy, Joseph, and who was our third then? Was that Vialba or was that? Or yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. First season, I don't yeah. know that we had any games where all three of them scored unless it was maybe that Minnesota game. Or like, um, I think they did in Minnesota, and okay. I think they they did against New England. Gotcha. No, okay. Oh, because that was the that was the seven. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's wedding. not it's not often that you have that sort of build up where you're getting goals scored by. All three of your DPs, one of which has been, you know, coming into his first start in the team, basically, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we get into the game a little bit? I mean, I kind of, I guess. We yeah, go for it. it. So, I mean, I know everyone has been talking about uh, Almada's just stupid free kick. I mean, good Lord. But, I mean, the... For me, I think a very close second to that is the Yakamakis goal based on, to your point, Kevin, the buildup because of Almada switching it out to Arujo, then Arujo switching over to Caleb Wiley and Caleb Wiley basically making a, a inch-perfect cross to find yeah. the fourth of Yakamakis yeah. to, to throw it in there. I mean, just, man, I wish I'd been in the building for the game. I mean, that's got to be one of the best Atlanta United games ever <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely especially coming off of the way it started right like you go into that and you know portland comes out and scores in the first two minutes and then you're going what the hell is going on you know i know everybody goes into this match thinking on paper atlanta should get the result that they ultimately end up getting because of all of the roster issues that Portland has going into that match and all of the injuries they have, but still to go down one, nothing two minutes in, even with it getting overturned, it's still a wake up call for everybody on the field to say, we really got to tighten up and figure this thing out quick because regardless of their lineup and who's in and who's out, they're fully capable of scoring and scoring quick, you know? Yeah, it was, I feel like I thought it was offside. I thought it was the right call to overturn that goal. But if that had counted, I feel like it would have been a much different outcome of the game. Um, just a great hit by Williamson. And it's like, come on, guys. But, yeah. you know, can't. And it's so funny that it was Nate Skoda that was in the way that got them offside. Because if you go on Portland Twitter, they freaking cannot stand that guy. He's just awful he's kind of like he's like the you know how cabral is to la galaxy it seems needs is to portland timbers so it was very fitting that he was the one who uh, mm-hmm. overturned overturned that but uh, well man, i yeah. mean yeah it's i yeah you, i i agree like the about the eric williamson hit and what a hit that guy had um that was a hell of hell of a goal if it would have if would have if it would have counted but yeah for the team to be able to bounce back knowing that they were susceptible uh granted that was kind of like a not a flukish goal but that's not something that is consistent with a team like really dominating you or anything like that or posing that big of a threat he found space and and unleashed an absolute banger of a goal Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still good to see them be like, uh, yeah, like you said, Kevin, wake up call, right? And like it was like, yeah. oh shit, or maybe Dan said, who, whoever said wake up call. Um, yeah, I, I, I go 
back to how seemingly one-dimensional people thought we were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that were just like, oh, we're just going to bang crosses in all game, get up and down, you know, get up the wings all game, bang in crosses, have nobody to get on the end of it. But I, we're seeing how much versatility we have in our ability to put the ball in the back of the net. And you think about pretty much every goal coming from a different, it was a different type of goal almost for every single, all, all five of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Free like, kick, header, uh, kind of like a, for Almada second, it was kind of like a, a lucky little dribbling ball into the bottom right hand corner. It was a scrappy it, goal, honestly. Yeah, it like was. it was it was clean, but it was a scrappy goal. And those are the types of goals like you need to be able to score in MLS because there's gonna be shit bouncing around in the box and there's gonna be guys who are gonna give you a little bit of space like that. And even if you're Tiago Almada, uh, you're gonna get that kind of space in MLS sometimes. But yeah, the the first one. That the Caleb Wiley's goal was outstanding to me because um obviously the defenders kind of fucking <laughs> muffed that that clearance or no whatever they were trying to do there and that second bounce Almada got on and you're not gonna dispossess him at that point and you have a you have a break. And even if you have two or three guys that are breaking on an entire back line, that gravity well pulled guys in too, right? Like, and, and Caleb Wiley once again finds space because um, Tiago Almada is pulling guys off into another direction. And as a result, I mean, if he keeps getting fed those goals, he's going to, or fed, fed, fed those balls, he's going to keep scoring. Just the effort that he put into uh, basically knock two Portland defenders into each other to head the ball like, a few yards in front to get on it and then make the assist to, to Wiley. It was just, I mean, holy shit, man. That's like right legitimate Champions League type play with making those. Yes, runs. 100%. And what I kept having go off in my head every time Tiago Almada touched the ball was the he does what he wants chant. Right? <laughs> right? Like he, he does what he wants. Like it is like he looks impossible to dispossess while he's on the ball. It's insane how good he is. And it's all done with intent. Like every touch that he takes is seemingly with intent to get the ball forward and, and to find somebody in space. Yeah. He's, he's always looking around. It's like, so with Moreno, so my biggest issue with Moreno, he just wasn't fast enough. And then second to that, he, it's like, he wouldn't, see passes it's kind of our Rujo is still guilty of this i feel like but head down versus head up right yeah it's like you can it's when you're playing fifa and you obviously see some guys in front of you so you can see the whole field so you can make the pass you're watching guys get open and you're expecting the almada to make that pass to them and he does it and that doesn't always happen all the time because you know it's a lot different on field level when uh, rather than watching it from the 200 section, but um, you're right. His vision is incredible. He's, I mean, he's just such an engine room for this team. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next game, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. So I, I went back and pulled, I went back and pulled that Minnesota game and that was not three a three. Scored. Huh? No. All three of them scored. They, yeah, no. dude, they had like they had like four four or five games in the first half of the first season that they all scored. Dude, it was Joseph Martinez, Miggy, and Jacob Peterson. Those were the three people that scored in that Minnesota six one game. I've just pulled it up. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't know that that's happened before. But oh, Joseph no, it, got it a hat trick. And, sorry, Amon got No, yeah. sorry. It it did. It definitely did happen. I'm trying to find uh, where it did because it was. Um, sorry, I'll I'll pull it up. I had the wiki scores up, but it was. Gotcha. You're right. That uh, Tito shows up because he had a yellow card. Sorry, I saw that as an event and thought it was all of them scoring. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Where did I see it? But while you're pulling it up, uh, while you're pulling it up, I'll echo the sentiments that you guys were saying. Like the thing with Almada is, and you see it in the the cutbacks and replays of where his eyes. It's like watching a quarterback, like a high level quarterback, stand in the pocket and make a throw. You know, his head is up. He's surveying the field and seeing where players are going to be in space, and he's taking opportunities, anticipating where they're going. And leading defenders with his eyes. Like there's he's got this crazy no-look pass to Yakamakis at one point where Gigi cuts inside at the top of the 18, and Almada's not even looking at him. Like you see him, like his eyes are darting all over the place to see where everybody's going, and then he leads the defender one way with his eyes, and then no look passes it inside to Gigi making a run in. And it's like that's what you want. Like it, it, that's like 40 chess on the field, right? Like you're not just playing the go-to pass and setting up the plays and getting players in like getting players into space is one aspect of that. Yes. And, and getting the, getting the ball to them, but being able to throw defenders with not just skill, but like those intangibles of being able to lead players just with your eyes is something that's a big standout for me. Did you, um, I think it was Doug Robeson's either reporting or his podcast, but he was talking to Almada and uh, was it Almada or was he talking to Pineda? Either way, it was either Almada or Pineda was talking about how Almada's staying back to practice those types of free kicks during, during practice. And he was trying, he was actively trying to get the, he was practicing with Diop and actively trying to get him to move in the wrong direction just by where he would be looking with his eyes. Yeah. yeah. It was uh I thought that was that was really cool. Um the other thing that I've really liked about I know Amada's going to get a lot of attention and and rightfully so. Um and I want to say like part of me wanted to come on and and do the jokey thing of like Yakamakis has been with the team for as we're four games in the season. He's only scored one goal at this rate. He's only going to score eight by the end of the season. And we traded Joseph Martinez for this guy. However, like I, I've loved watching him get in. Like he's just sunk his teeth into this. Like it's not the heel role, but like in, to me, it's this like tongue in cheek, I will play the Joseph Martinez role that you all wanted Joseph Martinez to play and that he was very successful playing with his number, biting at the back line and drawing. I don't care if I draw six offside penalties throughout the night. I'm going to bite at that back line and just force them to constantly play on a swivel because eventually the timing is going to work out. The back line's going to take a misstep and he's going to be right there biting at it because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to drop back into the mid to do the stuff that Almada and Caleb Wiley and Gutman and Aruju and everybody else is doing, he can literally just push that back line and push it and push it and push it. 
to where it's inevitably going to break one way or the other, whether it's with a through ball or a cross inside that he can get on the end of like what he did with Caleb, you know? Yeah. And, and even if, you know, it just helps keep the defense honest because even if he doesn't benefit from it, he can, you know, leave it open to somebody else while they're looking at him. Right. Yeah. I love it. I I think he's a great fit. I think he's a great fit. This could be uh, a, a really special season. Yeah. Well, to go back to like the variety of goals, you have so many different types of threats now. Oh yeah. And you have ways of getting them all the ball. And I mm-hmm. I feel like MLS defenders should be a little worried at this point knowing that. Granted if we stay healthy, this also yeah. makes Franco Ibarra's job a lot easier as the the hold up man to the back line because especially as we get further into the season, you can't just double and triple team Almada knowing that Yakamakis can score. Uh, Luis Arujo can Arugu score. Can Caleb score. Caleb Wiley can score. Yeah. They're all going to be bombing in. And as a result, you're going to be pulling midfielders further back down and you're going to have less and less pressure coming through our uh, coming to our defense. Um, yeah. And I'm very excited about the way that this team has been constructed and the way that uh Gonzalo Pineda is is putting them out there on the field because they're gelling really well, but also the formation and um, and the instruction too, because it, it's not always formation that you see where the guys are you know going in as we've talked about with the left wingers going into midfield and that sort of thing. It's yeah, it, it's it's been a sight to behold. So um, I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I oh. got we got to shout out our boy Mills. I did not realize that he had gotten married. Um, so big congrats to you, Mills. Um, that's awesome, man. Absolutely, that, that's really awesome. Yeah, congratulations. Cheers, brother. Congratulations. That's awesome. Um, I preferred. I did prefer Cristiano Millsonado to Mill Zombie, though. <laughs> Mill Zombie, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Brown, our buddy saying GG's hold-up play is great too. Uh, a lot of times he would get a difficult ball in and he would lay it off to the exact person he needs to while carrying a center back like a, a like a backpack. Mm-hmm. He also he plays big. Got those big shoulders. Too. Dude, he he absolutely plays like a brute too. Like he's not yeah. I feel like he's not looking for yeah, he's not looking to go down or anything like that. Um yeah. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Kevin, I was just going to go back. So you're right. It was definitely not the, the Minnesota game. But uh, if I pull it up on the screen, in June of 2017, Tito, uh, Miggy, and, and Joseph all scored against Columbus at home. Oh, uh, it was the Columbus oh, game. Oh, wow. Man, you wow. guys had to dig deep for that one. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's to say, I mean, it's been, it's not a common thing, you know, Mm -hmm. in general, and it's certainly not been common for the DP positions that outside of the first two years that we've had, like, we've wanted to say that we've got scoring DPs in the lineup and in the roster, but ultimately, like, it's just not really been the case and they've not panned out the way that we've wanted them to. So to see that really happening now and you're sort of getting your money's worth out of these guys, like that's all I can ask for, you know, as a fan. And, and I mean, I think that's what the front office, that's all they can ask for too. Right. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. So. Yeah. I mean, that's um, what we've been clamoring for, man. Right. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Portland for actually trying to play football. I like, yeah. I love that. There was um, not a bunker. Like that was the whole thing, right? It's like, are they going to come in and just bunker because they've got so many injuries and everything else and just try to get a point out of it. But no, they, they tried to go after the game. Yeah. And I like that because that's their identity. That's their personality yeah. that rather than trying something different, you want to put your system up against the toughest tests so yeah. you can really really push it out i kind of feel like that's what uh columbus will be doing this weekend but being more yeah i wanted there. to share this and give uh some some credit to rob osri this is one of my favorite memes and i don't think it gets used enough um but from always sunny in philadelphia oh yeah <laughs> he said when Gonzalo Pineda sees an opposing manager do anything but park the bus against his team and it's it's Dennis from uh from always sunny driving and saying you dumb bitch <laughs> it's just it's just so perfect um so we do have a bit of a lineup problem uh that yeah that Anthony Michael and and uh well I was gonna say uh oh. Cristiano Mills Naldo Talking about uh, Derek Etienne and Caleb Wiley, because Wiley is progressing a lot faster than anticipated, and Etienne's proving to be a substitute at this point. So, yeah, and I don't I'm know totally to do okay there. with that right now. I am totally okay with that right now. If if Caleb Wiley <laughs> is doing what he's doing, I don't know how you can justify taking him out if he's doing that consistently. Like if that falls off, by all means. I mean, it's not like Etienne's not going to get play time, but. I don't know how you justify it, even with the price tag. It's, I mean, we had that same conversation before whenever there was, um, who was it that we were talking about on the back line before whenever we signed Franco? It was Franco and was it Franco and Campbell? And we were like, who's going to get the start? And it's like, Franco, like you, he's, you've brought him in as yeah. a DP, like he's going to start, like regardless of how well he's playing. I think you say that to some level, um, but whenever you're talking about the production that Caleb Wiley's had, four games in right now that it's, it's really tough to justify sitting him and, and stunting that development whenever he's giving you everything that you're asking for him right now. Yeah. You got to play the hot hand. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, as games start racking up, you know, we're going to have this leagues cup uh, coming up and then, you know, there's uh, surely there's just the open cup when that starts getting going, there's going to be opportunity. Um, for players even international break man i mean you got international call-ups and stuff like that some players might need you know you you don't want to beat this team into the ground because they're playing so good 
and you've you've ground them down and you've you're missing a quarter of your lineup 15 games in whenever you've still got another potential 20 to get you through the season and playoffs you know like that's not what we need to get out of this team it's it sets if you've got the opportunity to sit these players you really need to do so and i don't know it's champagne problems to Mateo's point, but it's also great that we're in that position that maybe we really don't have to hedge our bets and only go after open cup. You know, we can maybe make a run at both cups for the first time in multiple years now, you know? Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're without speaking of the international break, we're without three guys going into the break, right? Luisa Brown, Tiago Almada. Oh, was it? Oh Yeah. Yeah, Machop Chol got called up. Um, who else did? Etienne got called up. Etienne. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, Rob, Almada. Yeah. yeah, I guess in terms of the starting lineup, just two guys, right? Miles and Tiago. Yeah. How long until uh, Caleb gets a call up? Though? And, and Yakamakis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... I'm not with it right yeah. now, I guess. It's Abram, um, Almada, Chol, Etienne, uh, Hernandez, Yakamakis, and Robinson. It's like Well, we we've seen we can score with Miguel Berry in a lineup, even if he's not the true. one scoring. Yeah. True. Um unleash yep, Wiley. Man. Play 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 Wiley at striker this weekend. Dude, you've got I mean, if anything, that's been I, I think out of the the DPs, the the big sort of sticking point for a lot of people, and you guys were talking about just a little while ago, is like some of the frustrations this season has been with Aruju and his consistency week over week. And it's like the past couple of weeks he's had great weeks. This next week, if these guys are all out, it's his week, man. Like it's his show to run if they're not in the lineup. And that's that's a great position to be in as a DP with the other two out, you know. Yeah, do you want to go through? So here's the lineup I was looking at. So obviously Guzan in the back line, you still got Gutman, Parada, and Lennon. And then it looks like Noah Cobb is the next guy up at with um, Abram and Robinson out. And then my midfield is like Ibarra and Sosa. And then I'm having Sadich play that 10 role with Wiley, Berry, and Araruju up front. I don't quite know what else you can do yeah. rather than like, I mean, I guess people have been talking about playing Araruju out of position, but I feel like it's better for him to just stay uh, where he's been consistently going just so he that he can help with that consistency in terms of his mentality of how he plays but then also learning to play with other people in those other roles. Cause you know, we want him in the strongest role. Yeah. I like the call of uh, Sosa and Sadich is double eights this week. That'd be fun. Would you still stick? So would that be, that'd be a four, one, two, three, three. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I look at the four two three one, and I think you could still play it with the, the the personnel that you have. Do you not think you could? No, I absolutely can. That's how I've got okay. it lining up in what I just okay uh, rolled off. Yeah, yeah. So let's go through that then. So how many starters did we say that we've got out three or just yeah. two? Three, three stars. We have yeah, Miles, GG, yeah. and Almada, right? So, who are your yeah. three that you're you're calling up in 
into the starting lineup this weekend. Barry instead of Yako. Yeah. Sadich instead of Almada. And Noah Cobb in place of Robinson. No um, George Campbell? No, he went, George Campbell he, is, traded he him to Oh, Montreal. I left, right? I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, that's so by you're you're inserting Sosa into the lineup too, right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Because you said Sadich is the number ten. No, anyway, yeah, correct. Okay, because we had because last game we had. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You're right, Tim. Ibarra and Sadich were playing behind Almada against Portland. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to be all right. Um, it will be a nice test for the lineup. You're saying so? Who are you saying up top? Wiley, Barry, and Arujo. And behind them in Almada's spot, I'm putting Sadich. I thought you were saying, I thought you had Conway up top for some reason. Mm-mm. No, he's got loaned to Phoenix Rising. When did that happen? Uh, like two days ago. Big, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't recent. see that. Okay. That's I think good it might have happened on I mean, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. He needs to be playing USL Championship and not MLS. Yeah, MLS. and Machop Chol has been kind of taking on that position it seems like anyway you know it just with the the roster we've got i don't know how you want three forwards basically unless you absolutely have to um so yeah 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 and now, to dave dixon's david dixon's point it wasn't phoenix it was uh san diego loyal i'm pretty Conway? sure yeah no i thought it was phoenix rising mm. No, you're right. You're right. Who's who's that San Diego loyal? Uh, oh, uh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Carlton, Carlton was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I don't know where he's at nowadays. No, it's. I mean, it'll be exciting to see the. So, you know, we talked about it. Inevitably, every game, every win so far this season has come with an asterisk. Do you still put asterisks on a game like you? Oh my had god, no. Portland? Not a game you win 5-1. Yeah. Yeah. And surprisingly, this is the first game that I haven't seen much of that. <laughs> no, yeah. I put that on Twitter. I was like, this is promising. Like, this is the first time I didn't see a tweet that was, yeah, we won, yeah. but it was Portland. Yeah. like, But, I mean, Charlotte won this past weekend, right? They beat Orlando this past yep. weekend. Yep. Uh, yeah. Toronto won 2-0 against Miami. Over Inter Miami. Uh, I believe. Yep. And four Over games Joseph and Martinez. Yep. Yep. Joseph has played four games, 300 and what was it, Kevin? Like 350 minutes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Still no goal. No he's goal. He's just not the same guy. No. No. He's not. Yeah. So, granted, San Jose got destroyed uh, at the hands of St. Louis this weekend. MLS leading St. Louis this weekend. But. San Jose are still a pretty solid team. St. Louis are leading. They haven't lost. They haven't drawn. St. Louis is definitely the team to beat right now, man. Yeah, their their press is just unrelenting, and it seemed like San Jose just got far too cute. I mean, they're not creating much XG, I believe. It seemed like, I don't know, Cade Kyle just doesn't seem to be doing much so far this season. Uh, I mean, I know he's he's still very young. Um, but Is it 19? Yeah, I mean... 
I I had expected San Jose to pull something together, but I've been kind of downplaying St. Louis just because I don't believe it, but first they team, seem to be... I was going to say, yeah, first team in MLS history to go 4-0 their first four games in the league. Yeah. It's we'll have crazy. to see where it goes. But, I mean, Klaus just seems to be the perfect guy to be the, the spear tip of that system. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, yeah, all of, have... I mean, it's just like relentless press. I mean, they really have put a good job together emulating that Red Bull press. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it has been fun to watch. One thing I wanted to ask you guys, um, and then we can get back to Atlanta United. I was thinking about St. Louis. Nashville did really well their inaugural season, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. Um, Austin, another team that did well in their... Wait, or did Austin not do well in their inaugural season? I don't think season? they did well, but they did really well last season, the second season. Never mind. Completely disregard what I was going to say. I was going to try and liken it to just like a new pitcher coming up and teams not knowing how to how to handle them their first year in. But uh, I kind of think Nashville. that's something similar with St. Louis. I don't think teams do know how to handle them right now. It's a whole new set of personnel. I mean, you have some guys with MLS experience, but the guys that are really leading the team between Klaus, Joe Keeney, like they're new, basically newcomers. I think Joe Keeney played last year, right? In MLS. And maybe he played a little bit before he went to Europe, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wasn't he playing with like, Orlando last year or something? Yeah, I think right. so. Before trying to get world cup minutes. Yeah. But Klaus and Stroud's been a really good, uh, signing for them. He's been productive. So, and they're, am I right in saying they goalkeeper has been pretty good as well they've got i think they have matt hedges i might be i feel like i'm mixing a lot of teams up but no yeah, no matt, matt hedges yeah matt hedges is with uh no he's with toronto sorry okay yeah but yeah i mean anyway. charlotte's been the worst expansion team <laughs> most recently i don't know man since he had a tough slog for a couple years there, since he i mean was really true. bad uh, they, they were, were they, they were they were they were tough spoon. going for the first three years or so. Very good um, point. Yeah, and dysfunctional, uh, not just bad, but dysfunctional yeah. in the way the team was yeah. constructed, the manager yeah. situation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's been. I don't, that was I, rough to watch. Yeah. I don't recognize a lot of the names on the St. Louis uh, team sheet, so that's not saying, um, yeah. I was gonna say that's not saying that they don't have MLS experience, but um, yeah, it's just um, they've been pretty impressive. Oh, even beside uh, Kendrick's point about the back passes that they got in the first couple of games that they had, but they've been yeah. they've been quite good. Yeah, anti nights or the loons have been there since 2017. No, I agree. I'm surprised Adrian Heath is there, still there, but yeah, you know. I mean, they won this past you weekend. You do you, right? But they yeah. haven't. I, I think. Oh no, we beat them in the Open Cup final. Uh, but yep. other than that, it's been just kind of. It's been kind of math, right? I mean, they've been getting yep. to the playoffs, but they've never. Well, really I think it done took them three anything. years to finally sign a DP. So there's that. Yeah, the ownership was in complete disarray when they came in. <sighs> I mean, that doesn't really help much. But yeah. No, not at all. Any other uh, thoughts on the game? 
from this past weekend? I mean, we didn't really talk that much about the free kick. Holy shit. Dude. Like, woof. I think that aside from... Like, I'm tr- go ahead. I was just going to say, aside from the Roberto Carlos outside bend free kick, I don't know that I can think of one in recent memory that stacks up to what Thiago Almada did on Saturday. It's just, and I'd be happy was, to like revisit some, but... It was laughable, man. Like it was, he stepped up to the ball, and we're sitting there watching. And I go to Stacy. I'm like, he's he's going for this. Like you saw them set the little three man wall stunt that they've been doing for him. He's standing in front of him, like he's going for it from thirty out. Like he's he's gonna go for it, and it just, oh my god, dude! Just the angles that the cameras were able to get, both from behind his field of view as he's running up to the ball to see the trajectory of the ball and then from inside the goal to see the same thing as it goes out of frame and then curls back in was oh phenomenal just incredible i mean who is the only other player that you have seen do something like that or has the capability there's only a handful (laughs) yeah but that guy right there yeah, yeah. His Almada's predecessor. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it was, and of course, like just like everything else, I saw a lot of tweets of like, yes, it's a great shot. Yes, it's a great goal. However, like tactically, Portland kind of didn't do themselves any favor. Like you're 30 yards out. Why are you setting a four-man wall? Like, And like they could have gone with a two man wall to give the keeper at least a better chance to cheat and see where the ball was headed to get in a better position, like to have enough time to react regardless of all of that bullshit. That ball was put in the one place that he had to put it to have a shot at it. Even if the keeper was able to cheat that side, he still had to make a play on the ball. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah. It, it, I just feel like, the um that the little three man wall we've been putting in front of the free kicks, I feel like that's been a pretty underrated thing. Now, I you know, of course, I don't watch all the soccer in the world, but I don't think I've ever seen another team do that to like I put your it. own wall in to screen the opposing yeah. keeper. Yeah. It's much better than someone lying down in front of it, it behind the wall. That's just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. To Mac Wazinski's point. Uh, Nick Romano didn't think it was that good. Well, Nick Romano's a fucking dumb shit, then, isn't he? He's a hater. That was always, He's a hater uh, and a half. It's it's obviously like com- not even comparing apples to oranges, but comparing apples to like pumpkins. But that was always my, <laughs> fa- my favorite thing to do playing soccer in high school was on corner kicks to get like two paces in front of the keeper and just jump up and down and just block his field of vision entirely as yeah. the ball was coming in. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what the sun did for Charlotte. Didn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. That or the sniper. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> A pesky sniper. Uh, talk about Brad Guzan, man. 
for him, like his saves or lack thereof are like it's like a blooper reel sometimes. Like the one that <laughs> Portland put in that just like lobs up. It's like going in slow motion. He's like just bumbling over himself to try to get over to that side and falls down. It's like, oh my god, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, he's good in the air though. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh God. I don't know that That's I have good. anything else from but it was good to see Arujo score again. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if, like to fight and dig that goal out too. I think that was I think that was great to see. Yeah. I think top to bottom, I mean performances have been great, you know. So, I guess that's enough uh enough messing around here. You guys know what time it is. It's been long enough. Oh, Built yeah. it up for 52 minutes. It's time. Get ready for the download. Oh, a different banner color, huh? Oh, it is different. A little bit more subtle. Mm. Can you imagine this being your walkout music if you were like a UFC fighter? <laughs> it just gets so like it'd be that Colin McGregor, you know, the... Yeah, God, this guy. Uh, what throwing uh, throwing chairs into buses? <laughs> All right, cool. Columbus Crew, big arrival in the summer of Cucho Hernandez, the 23-year-old Colombian center forward from Watford. Uh, he came in in the, the summer, and since his arrival, he's had nine goals, two assists, in 16 appearances, which is pretty good. That's about half a goal a game. Uh, Before that, from Watford, he had like five goals, three assists in 28 appearances, which is about 0.2 roughly a game. So uh, not too bad. Big pickup. Watching some of the highlight reels, though, he is is an industrious striker. Great uh, pairing with Zellerayan. He's, you know, he's very active, uh, very just sprightly. He will pick out a volley he's industrious he's um uh, wants to give it his all uh thanks thanks mill zombie uh but the the great thing about columbus is they want the ball they are just behind atlanta with possession percentage yeah, in the lead atlanta is leading the league and columbus is right behind them so i imagine they're going to come in and Wilfred Nancy's a decent coach. I mean, he's going to want to play. He's not going to want to uh, bunker the wall too much. So he's. I feel like they're going to come in and play. And it's in um, Columbus, so that gives them a step more confidence. So it's going to be uh, a good road test for Atlanta, especially with, uh, like we said earlier, Almada, um, Yako, and uh, Robinson out. But the good thing is... Columbus Crew has a defender who's been sitting in center back who's been sitting in the middle of their defense all but through the beginning of the season. He's played every minute of the season so far, and that is Milos Dejenak, and he has been called up to Australia. So a big piece of that center, that defensive line, has been called away and will not be playing. Also, our boy who one of the keepers we've made look like a freaking superstar in when he's come to Mercedes-Benz before. Eloy Room has been called up by Curacao, and so he won't be there in his place 
we can one could assume that when the Columbus crew played the Philadelphia Union, uh, Schulte, their backup keeper, who's a, a younger keeper, but got demolished 4-1 by Philadelphia. So I imagine he will be the guy taking the place of Eloy Room at home. And then, of course, the man himself, Lucas Zellerayan, has been called up by Armenia and will also not be playing. So I feel like the one guy who is going to be as good as, like, well, I mean, he's not going to be as good as Almada, of course, but he is an incredible threat. He is, I mean, all their play, all their attacking play goes through Zellerayan. He's he's one of the best uh, players in the league. He's one of my favorites. He's so industrious. He's such a good uh, handler of the ball, puts it wherever he likes it. Uh, but of course, he's not going to be playing, so that's fantastic too. So, um, Columbus have been a little bit unlucky. They haven't had um, the best of results. I mean, they Philadelphia Union beat them four-one in the opening game, but they beat DC United two-nil, drew one-one with Toronto in Toronto, and then this past weekend just lost two-one to the Red Bulls and really got pinned in their own half against the Red Bull press. So even though they still had a fair amount of possession, um, let me pull up my stats for a second. Anyway, they had a fair amount of possession, but it was ultimately the Red Bulls that, that pushed them over the edge and really got in, in their half. So if Atlanta can keep that press going, you could pretty much bend Columbus into um, have a really difficult time trying to play out. But you've got to watch... Cucho Hernandez, he could be like that Brunelleschi type guy who just gets out and could probably nick one on the counter. But um, I feel like it's going to be a little bit more equal in terms of possession, um, like it was when Columbus played Toronto. They had about a 50-50 possession. So um, I will be really surprised if Columbus bunkers at home. I just don't think that's something that's really going to be out. Oh, Bruno Kuba saying Cucho is out with an injury. Um, I didn't see him getting subbed off, so maybe he is. I'd have to check that. Uh, but either way, um, I'm kind of confident on this one, even with, you know, kind of more of a backup squad. Uh, but I think we could win this game 2-1. Um, so that's why I'm going to go with 2-1. 1-1 one, one here. The Kevin special. One one. One one. I don't know. I like the way just, we press and I like our possession. And I I was gonna say going in. I uh, sorry, Kevin, I I wasn't trying to talk over you. Um I like us to win this game. I like us to win this two one. I just my whole thing is just I don't know I don't know how Atlanta lines up. Yes, you've got a couple players out. Yes, you think that the the lineup's fully capable to put this away. Um, if Cucho's out, that's a benefit. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I, I just I feel more confident in a one-one right now. Um, <clears throat> you're going on the road too. Yeah, I'll I'll say one-one. Everybody in the trap. Um, let's see here. Elliot Beaven two-two. Um, Mill Zombie, same deal. Draw for him away and without Almada. Uh, Bruno Kubas, 2-1, believe. 
Uh, Mateo, 2-1 with Barry getting on the board. Uh, Brittany S., agreeing with me, 1-1. The people are coming around. 1-1, I'll take it, as well as David Dixon with a 1-1. A lot of draws in the in the trap tonight. A lot of draws. I think a draw is a, a good um, yeah. a good prediction. Yeah. Oh, look, man, if, I mean, it's they, a good safe prediction. I mean, if you want to be like safe about it, you know, some people, <laughs> some people, you know, like to put like hot sauce on their wings or have, you know, mild or medium. Some people just like butter. They just like butter on their, on their wings. You think I'm a butter on my wings kind of person, Dan? Yeah, if you're gonna do you, you're, you're sorely mistaken. Ooh, even Matt Wisniewski on all aboard the draw train. Uh, <laughs> Matt Wisniewski also saying one one. The people know. The people know. They know who 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 is the best at the score predictions here among amongst the troops. So Columbus have scored five goals this season. They've only won one of their matches. They've given up four in one, two in the other. I don't know that New York has really been blowing people's doors down with scoring either, and they won 2-1. Um, I mean, Columbus's only win is against D.C. United. They're without Cucho Hernandez. I don't know that that anemic of an attack. Granted, they're going to be going up against Caleb or Noah Cobb and... Uh, and uh, shit, Wanho, but I, I don't know. I I am certainly not scared of this team, so uh, and I don't imagine they're going to yeah. pose that big of a threat. Yeah. Oh, another one, Richard Gordon. I'll be good with one one draw this week because of all the call ups. God, I'm going to be cheering even harder. <laughs> Man, I hope we fucking win now, all of y'all. <laughs> Oh, Kevin. God. What did what did you say, Kevin? What did you say, Dan? Two one. Two one. <laughs> yeah. It's still a win, Tim. It's still a win. Who do you guys think scoring? <laughs> With Snewski, I love butter. I love butter too. <laughs> <laughs> I li- I like Miguel Barry to score a goal and uh, Miguel and, and Butter probably to Arujo. score. Like Miguel, Miguel Butter, butter to yeah. Score. Mm-hmm. Love that uh, Ooh, I like it. I like it. Revised prediction from Mateo. Uh, to nil, just to be the anti Kevin. <laughs> yes. Like yes. Good job, Mateo. That's great. Um, oh, I Bruno like Kubas the Bruno Gutman scoring. I my my bet was on Aruju slotting at home, but I'd love to see Caleb Wiley get another one. Oh, absolutely. I bet. I mean, Gutman could have had. I think he had two pretty good. He had two wide uh, set up set up for him oh man how like to see almada play so great how disappointing was it to have him have that one opportunity right in front of the goal with the ball crossed in and he just fucking skied it to like the (laughs) upper tier of the stadium just one-on-one with the keeper with the cross coming out like what are you doing dude do you think uh, when he gets to uh, the camp in Argentina, like Messi's going to be? So who who are the guys you're playing with? And he, I'm just like uh, Andrew Gutman, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brad Kazan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, um, I think that'll do it for tonight. Uh, anything else? I miss anything? No, no. Yeah. Elliot Beaven, Wolf scores. I hope Wolf. I haven't seen. Tyler Wolf play for I can't even remember the last time I saw him. I haven't him seen play. him play since last year. 
Yeah. Did he play at did all? He play last year? Yeah, I he, he did. Just, I, he did the game that you and I went to last year, Dan. Oh, it's Charlotte? They went no, Charlotte in Atlanta, the game that you and I went to. He was yeah, playing it was last Charlotte. Year. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying in Charlotte. I was like, we didn't go to Charlotte. <laughs> we yeah, will, I mean, though, one day. I think it was the Charlotte game, yeah. But yeah, last time I think I've I recall him playing. I mean, he I've heard good things for about a good him. Part of last year, right? No, that's true. He was on loan lo- uh, to a club yeah. in Belgium, I think, and then he, he feels like he's forever in U.S. men's national team camps. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, did you see um, Owen Wolf's goal for Austin over the weekend? No. I mean, it was a bullet. His, his it was, little brother. Yeah, he was probably like. 20, 20, 25 yards out, just rifled it in there. It was really good. It wasn't as good as Almada, though. That's awesome. It was lower. Tier. What was it last? It, it, would, it would have been uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, right? No, it was pa- last weekend. It was against uh, Real Salt Lake. No, it was nice. on the 12th, though. They oh. lost this weekend. Austin did, yeah. Oof. Against Houston in one of the Texas derbies. Man, what was what right. was I watching? I don't know. Oh. Well. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and hanging out with us. If you want to join the fine folks here, uh, whenever we record, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell icon to get a notification whenever we go live. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning out. Another great turnout this year. Um, you can always tell when Atlanta United's playing well because the trap fills up real quick, which is great for us. So uh, thank you yeah. guys for tuning in um, each and every week with us and hanging out. So uh, I know you can find us all collectively on Twitter at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B and the number four. Um, individually in a couple different spots. Tim, where do they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Tim Herb. And Dan, what about you? You can find me at DNJMS. <laughs> find me at the architect at the underscore ARC number one TECT. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. As always, be home before dark. Dan's just giving up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 